929 ESPN. Now, 92.9 FM ESPN presents Memphis's biggest columnist. You ain't got to do nothing, homeboy. You ain't writing nothing. <laughs> no, you ain't. ain't writing nothing. I ain't letting him write. He ain't getting no interviews. It's the award-winning Jeff Calkins from the Daily Memphian and the Jeff Calkins Show. I don't get no interviews. I know. I'm good. I'm good. On 92.9 FM ESPN. Gentlemen, this is something they call a groundbreaker. So let me first apologize to the shots and the ties for your makeup. Cause I make you ugly as soon as it drops. We're on a rampage. Bubbles popping up before you know where there's rubble enough. Cause we'll be pushing it up. Somebody say, Uh, let's see, today, Thursday, yeah, that means you still have Dan Devine, don't we? You didn't like to say goodbye to him while I was gone? No. Jeff, I was gone too. That's true, we were both gone. Mm-hmm. Think Brad said goodbye to him? I do not. Seems unlikely. Uh, so Dan Devine's going to join us. Your man Devine, he talks about the NBA, writes about the NBA. We will talk to Dan coming up in the next segment. Chris Harrington, straight up at 10 o'clock. By the way, you're going to have to get your fix of Chris Harrington today and tomorrow because then he is going on a vacation, like a two-week vacation, much deserved. That's the that's the, that's the a proper vacation right there. I completely uh, agree. So um, – we don't vacation enough as a country. Probably not. We work too hard. We don't. We don't vacation. I mean, enough. in general, yeah, I think that's I mean, definitely that's just true. Um, and uh, anyway, Chris is going to be on vacation, so you got to get your fix today and tomorrow, and then we will play writer then write trivia. Can't remember the last time you lost. Uh, it certainly has not been recently. Kevin Cerrito will join us. Uh, do you happen to know what the prize will be? Indeed I do, Jeff. We got a double prize today. Oh, that's good. Winners can win two tickets to go see the Brothers Osborne live tomorrow night at Live at the Gardens, the Memphis Botanical Gardens. Wow. Uh, and you also get tickets to go see 901 Wrestling on Saturday. Wow. That's a, that's a double prize. All I have to do is be righter than right. Or, this is a little bit more, more, more practical, more feasible, more reachable. Uh, just be honorable. Just play honorably. And, uh, and then you'll get the prize. And so that is, uh, that's what we're going to do. It's going to be uh, Dan Devine, then Chris Harrington, and then writer, then write trivia. It is, of course, today, as you know, National French Friday, mm. when it is the official policy of the Jeff Calkins show to rank, before we do anything else, to make sure our rankings are correct for both type of fry and... Uh, and fast food fry. So, I consider the types of fries to be curly, steak, shoestring, seasoned. Is there something else? What about crinkle? Crinkle. Crinkle cut. Crinkle cut is another type. That's absolutely true. Crinkle cut. That's the types. Isn't that right? Curly, seasoned, steak, shoestring, and crinkle cut. Yeah. I mean, are we going to draw some type of distinction? Now, some, there could be combinations of those. Some can have right, curly right. seasoned. But like, some can have... Are we going to do like some type of distinction with like the natural fry? So like when people just take like a potato, slice it up... No, and then, no, no, okay. no, no, no. These are, these are, your, these are your mainstream fry categories. Okay. I, think, I think we got them then. Okay. Here's what we do. Right now, write, write down number one through five. Rank those one through five t- t- quietly on your own, in your own, uh, in your own, and, and we'll add up the numbers, and whoever has the lowest number wins, okay? I'm going, oh, that's one. 
That's two. That's three. That's four. And that's five. All right, that's my... Oh, uh, I think we forgot one. What? Waffle. Oh, the waffle. Oh, you're right. Shoot. Okay, six kinds of fries. Uh, let's see. That's still one. That's Wait, still sh- shoestring season, waffle, crinkle, curly. Curly season, steak, shoestring, crinkle, and waffle. There's six. Uh, I'm putting that one as three. That one's going to four. That one's going to five. And that one's going to six. There we are. All right. Uh, what's your number six fry? Waffle. Okay. So that's my number three fry. So a total of nine. nine. Uh, what's your number uh, five fry? Steak. That's my number five fry. So uh, a total of ten. Okay. What's your number four fry? Curly. Mine is crinkle. Oh, oh my, curly. That is my number two fry. So it's six. A, it's a total of six. Yep. What are you up to? What's your three? Crinkle. So I think we just reversed them. Three and four. So that's a total of seven. Okay. That means we, that mean. Oh, but the, we have a huge, huge disparity. What's your number? Number two fry. Season. That's my number six. So that's eight. And the clear winner, the number one shoestring. fry, shoestring fry, prevails again. That's Let's a, be clear, a though, Jeff. Two. There are no losers in this. There are no There's losers this in this. Truly all is fry, an honor that, just that to be that nominated. That is true. Yes. All fries are good fries. And what we really have learned is there is one all fries superior matter, fry. Mm-hmm. There is one superior fry, and all the other fries are niche fries. I, I, I'm, I'm at, like the, what, all the other ones are seven, six, eight, whatever, and then we have shoestring at two. Yes. The best fry. Correct. As proclaimed once again on National Friday, happens to be on a Thursday, uh, National French Friday, is the shoestring fry. Take that for data. All the others, do whichever you're going to do. Right? All right. And then just to clear this up, I don't think we need to rank all the fast food fries, but I think we need to once again say the officials of several of the official truths of the uh, Jeff Calkins show when it comes to fries. And one, my fundamental truth, my biggest truth, is... Always get the meatloaf. No, is always get the meatloaf. Is uh, that the fries at... What the hell is the net? Uh, I'm blanking. Five guys? Five guys. Yeah, they're criminally overrated. Five, the, our fundamental truth is yes. the five guy fries. Yes. Wildly overrated. Completely agree. And then beyond that, honestly, I like McDonald's fries, but we all believe they're not as good as they once were, right? Yeah, I still think, though, that has more to do with oil. I think it's the oil that they're cooking. It's fine, but whatever the the recipe is, it's all— So I'd say it this way. I do agree that they are not as good as they used to be. I also think fries in general, like I think across the board, I think it's like cord cutting. Like, yeah, the numbers are not, the TV numbers are not as great as they were, but everybody's TV numbers are down. Okay, except for the, the fact that we can agree. We, 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 I, li- I like that some people in this age of polarization like to focus on the differences. Mm-hmm. I like to focus on the way that Common, you and I what can brings come us to, together? What brings us together. One is shoestring fries. Yes. Two is Five Guys fries, wildly overrated mm-hmm. because they're soggy. Yes. And they, are not cooked sufficiently, no. and they come in this giant-ass bag of fries. Every that, time you get them, you go, they're not cooked enough. Right. Um, and uh, do, we, do you have any other truths about a fry that you would like to state? The fast food fry. I, I don't really. I just think, in general, the Chick-fil-A waffle fries overrated because you keep seeing— People really love them. I, they're, they're, they're fine. Keep, they're good. Yeah, like, I'm with you. They're like, fine. They're, they're good. They're, they're a good, solid have French McDonald's fry. fry yes. Than a, than a, it's, a good, it's a good, solid fry. It's and the, it's different. It's, it's waffle. But, like, when you but get— they're, No, they're not a great fry. When you get Chick-fil-A, it is usually the last thing that you think about. Okay. And is there any place in this city—now we move to the category of local fries. Okay. Is there any place in this city that you will just swear by— fries and i'll tell you one so i've got one but it's also a it's a it's a point of contention in my household i think and listen i don't i can't i can't afford to go here very often 
So I can't, I don't rec- I'm not saying you should rush out and get the fries today. But the folks folly shoestring fry is tremendous. Yeah, I got no problem with that take. I'll, I will, I will I'll co-sign tremendous. your take. And that's the only fry that I can think of that stands out. I love Belmont fries. I think they have they're, now they're more like little like potato wedges, but they're not. Yeah, they're, but they're, but they're always they always cook them properly. They're always super crispy on the outside. Amazing flavor. I will I will go to the grave defending Belmont fries. Some don't. It's a controversial take. My my wife doesn't like because they're wedges. Well, she thinks she doesn't like steak fries. She thinks steak fries are like a waste of time. Well, steak fries are five on my. They're they're like basically potatoes. They're, they're, yeah, I gave him a five as well. We both gave him five. Yeah, they're not. They're not. I mean, again, though, we're, but all fries all matter. Yes, all, all fries matter. Happy National French Fry Day to uh, you. My dad wants to write in that Jack's fries are very good. Never had a Jack's fry. Don't believe I've they're ever. They're very similar. To, they're like shoestring. I think. I think. I think if you had one, you would. You would approve. All right. There you go. That's our. That is our. That's our celebration. If you want to. If you want to nominate. A fry for us to discuss. Uh, at it's Jeff. Uh, the whole thing's so complicated. We did. We did ice. G e o f f underscore. We had a nice fast food. C a l k i n s. We had a nice fast food moment in my house last night. Uh, my wife's like, "Have you ever tried these cinnamon pecan sticks from Bojangles?" <laughs> like I looked at her, I was like, "Is this an honest question?" Like, <laughs> of you course. Have. I you have. I told her I was like, I feel like the new rule for me is. If it was, uh, as long as it was on Bojangles' menu uh, during 2013, I have had it on their menu. Like, it's only new things that I haven't tried. Um, I don't know that I've been to a... Well, the uh, one, the Bojangles we have here don't have bone-in chicken. It's, that's not Bojangles. Where is the Bojangles? So there's a couple, there's like one off Witten Road... Uh, you have to go down to the, you have to go down to Gary's in Horn Lake to get yeah, bone well, and no, chicken, I, and yeah. I'm not driving that far. Uh, we have a, a the Tops Crinkle. Tops Crinkle fries, it's, it's very solid. It's a solid fry. Yeah. I've gotten to the stage of maturity in my life where I can often go to a place. I can go to Tops and get the cheeseburger and not get the fries. I can go to McDonald's and not get the fries. I, I've reached the point in my life where. I, I, do I don't. I, do I need the fries? I don't know if I can do that. No, I do. I, 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 I routinely, I'm, I'm like, do I need the fries? Um, so there you go. We have a, a, grab, a, a veritable grab bag of things to discuss today, Jeffrey, because there's, is there one overwhelming storyline? I don't believe so. No, I do not think so. I don't think, think there's one yeah. overwhelming. So I will hit you with a bunch of different storylines, and you can, uh, you can uh, react. And the question is, is, is this is, here, we'll put uh, the, the French fry. We'll put it, uh, measure it by French fry uh, mm, in terms on the, of, okay. the, on the French fry category. Is, is this story better than a steak fry, really, is the question, okay? Jets, How about this? We have to, I have to grade it based on our combined ranking. So, like, well, if no, it, but if, the stories are a little, they, they don't lend themselves to this. Jets, jets are hard knocks, and I need you to tell me, uh, in terms of your level of happiness, uh, is that better than a steak fry? That is, I think we're combining two odd things. I actually think it's a steak fry because you think it's a steak fry. Yeah, here's the reason why it's a steak fry. This was this was obvious. Like it it was so obvious. This is where they were going. They didn't want it. They publicly said we don't want it, which is basically meaning to me like they had been told you're getting it, so you can put up a stink however you want. But that's where they're going, and I. I don't think Hard Knocks is good when you have teams that don't want it because they'll just limit access and it becomes very boring. I will still watch every episode. When did Hard Knocks jump the shark? So I think the last good season was when I was in college. It was the Jets season with Sanchez, uh, Rex Ryan. I think that was the last good one because they actually did – they really did like give them pretty much all the access they needed. Uh, to me, the, the the moment when I and I, I'll I'll still watch it, but the moment that I gave up on Hard Knocks was the Raiders and Antonio Brown. Yeah, like, it's it's way before that. It but it, that became so patently dishonest. Yeah, and 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 revealed nothing. Yeah, it, you could no longer deny you it. At that point. No, yes. at that point, it was. 
oh, this is not all access. This is ridiculous. Yes. This is this is this is PR. This is purely a PR yes. highlight, whatever, yeah, thing. Um, okay. Um, having said that, is Aaron Rodgers unhappy? How is the Aaron Rodgers, is, is he unhappy? Is he happy? How is he going to be cast in this? Is he going to be avoid, are we going to avoid him as much as possible? Is he going to avoid it as much as possible? Or is he going to be on there saying, so saying I, how happy he is to be in New York? Or? So what I want is, I want HBO, I think his position is going to be like, whatever the minimum access he has to give. I'll do it. That's his position. But HBO needs to know one thing. And one thing only, you stick a camera and a microphone in front of him, he can't help himself. Uh, so just keep doing it as much as possible because he's just the guy that he's like, I got thoughts, you're going to hear him. It is obvious. It's the one you want, right? Oh, it is 100% the one you to want. To be clear, if they would actually do all access and like a real look at it, I think this is by far the number one choice. <sighs> okay. Uh uh, how many French fries do you give the DeMar Hamlin uh, ESPY award last night as he got the Pat Tillman? The, the, the Pat Tillman award went to the Buffalo Bills training staff. DeMar Hamlin um, is the person who uh, announced it, and it was an emotional moment. Was it better than a steak fry? Uh, let's let the people hear it. Please welcome this year's recipient of the Pat Tillman Award for Service, the training staff of the Buffalo Bills. Okay, my name is Nate Bresky. I'm the head athletic trainer for the Buffalo Bills. By the grace of God and divine intervention, we had the best outcome we could have prayed for or imagined. Damar, first and foremost, thank you for staying alive, brother. <laughs> thank you. The response to DeMar's injury was able to bring our nation together for a moment and show the world the power of prayer. Let's remember that feeling of unity and use it to make sure we can save the next life too. Better than a steak fry. It was better than a steak fry. I think it was a shoestring. It was even better than a shoestring Yes, it was like clearly orchestrated and whatnot. 100%. It was still good. No, no, it, I don't. To, the totally predictable. Still good. Yes. And to think back on that day when that thing happened, and we were all like, we. I mean, we all asked ourselves, "Did we just see somebody die? die?" And now the dude's gonna be playing this year. Yeah. How much? It, it is interesting. You know, my brother's a cardiologist. Cardiologist Hopkins, and he, I've talked to him extensively about this, and. He's very clear. Like you, this event can happen, and then you're fine, yeah. right? As long as you, as long as it, as, right. l- as long as you, they get to you soon enough. Whatever, yeah. you're fine. Would you, if you were Demar Hamlin, all the doctors say, no additional risk. Yeah. But you know, you nearly died. Mm-hmm. Would it cause you to give it up? Probably not, because what else am I going to go do and make millions of dollars? I mean, I guess you could always say, like, I think that's right. I mean, I guess maybe he could I have mean, a TV listen, career. CTE or is, is, a, is a bigger continuing risk to him, just sure. generally speaking. Yes. And they accept that every day. He's a hard-hitting safety. He's a hard-hitting, medium-hard-hitting safety. He's as hard as he you can be. He's a hard Yes, he's a, and is a, uh, he's a, say, yeah, and so, um, CTE is a, oh, I can make this worse today and tomorrow and the next day and the next day and the next day. This one, the doctors are telling you, you're fine. No additional reach. This could happen again, just like this could happen to anybody. It's yeah. a totally flukish thing that I mean, happened. That, I think you keep playing. I think in general, doctors are conservative, like in terms of recommendations. And if they're telling you that, hey, you, you you have no more risk than you would under any other circumstances. I think I keep playing. <sighs> Grizz lose to the Clippers 83-74. Kenneth Lofton Jr., uh, 24 points. Jake LaRavia, 22 points. Jake LaRavia didn't shoot it that well, but he got to the line a bunch. Uh, is, is his summer performance better than a steak fry? I think it's a steak fry. Still a fry. Like, I've not seen anything that, that, that would say, take it away. 
I think it's a slightly it's a steak fly, but not right out of the not, not right fresh, out of the basket. Not fresh. This is it's not like a kind of a. It's, oh, I got it. You got Huey's to go. It's a Huey's to go fry. Yes, because it's been sitting in the the styrofoam to go thing, so it's a little soggy. Right. Not as. And I'm not saying right. he's old or cold or whatever. Right, but we're, we're but e- I'm saying in and terms we're of your enthusiasm, right? It's there. It, 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 it's there's not much that gets you excited about this fry. Yes, but you can talk yourself into it, right? I, I'm still going to eat this. Like I'm not telling you to take it away. Here's what's weird. If Jake LaRavia were putting up the numbers consistently that Kenny Lofton Jr. were putting up, we'd be pumped, right? Yes, I think that's totally. I think that's clear. It would be my God breakout performance. And yet Kenny Lofton Jr. putting up those numbers every single damn game, and it's not like breakout performance. Why is there not more enthusiasm? Yes, there's cult enthusiasm, but there's not real like he is going to be a factor this year enthusiasm. If he, if Jake LaRavia were putting up the same numbers, there would be he's gonna he's gonna be a small forward. He's gonna may may well be you know what you could do you can start him a small forward and bring uh you know what bring Kennard off the bench. Why why do we take those big numbers that he's putting up for granted. I think I think there's two things at play. Number one, I think we have a bias towards wings, just in general. Like, do you look like a because the Grizzlies forever, it feels like the wing has been the question. Like, can you get over that? And I think the second part of it is that I don't think anyone doubts Kenny's offensive skill. The questions that we have for Kenny are, is he going to be able defensively to get on the floor? That's, I, to me, that's exactly it. There's, there's two issues here. One is depth of the position. There's not really opportunity for a big. There's lots of opportunity for a wing. And the second is, what were the questions about each of them? Right. Are they answering those questions? The question about Kenny Lofton Jr. was defense. And so the fact that he's putting up numbers isn't answering those questions. Uh, the, the question about Jake LaRavy is, can he get a shot? Can he make a shot? Because that's what he's going to be there to do. And he is only partially answering those questions. Yeah. Um, okay. Oh, back to the ESPYs. Uh, I don't know. I, I hope you were braced when mm. this happened. Uh, but LeBron James announced, he put an end to all the suspense and he announced that there will come a time for him to retire, but this is not that time. That announcement. Better than a steak fry? No, it's a steak fry. It's not even a steak fry. Yeah, duh. Yeah, that might be sweet potato fries. Get them away from I don't even yeah. get na- uh, nasty. Yeah. Whatever it is, of nasty. Yeah. Whatever, whatever, it's fine. Like, yeah. Come on. Like, duh. We, that's exactly right. Duh. Um, how many more years does he play? So I think the conventional wisdom is the all-star game goes to LA, not next year, but the next year. And that's like the, that's going to be like LeBron's going to host the all-star game. I think, I think I'll say two. I think two is the right number as well. Um, okay. Brett Yormack at the big 12. Your mark. Yeah. Your mark at the, uh, big 12, uh, uh, media uh, conference, whatever days, a Big Twelve media day, did address expansion. Okay, in terms of the Memphis Memphis's chances, um, this is what he said. It wasn't about Memphis specifically. Yeah, it was, it was, it was about power, non-power, non-power five. five teams. And I'm asking from the Memphis perspective: Is this better than a steak fry? As it relates to a school that is non-power five. If they create value and they align well with our goals and objectives, it's a conversation we'll consider having. The great thing about my board and my AD partnership is that we collaborate all the time. We can agree to disagree on certain things, and we have throughout the year. I've learned a lot from both governance groups, but again, if within the value equation there is alignment, Power 5 or non-Power 5 will look at it. From the perspective of the University of Memphis, is that better than a tastier than a French fry than a, than a steak fry? I'm going to cautiously say this is better than a fr- than a steak fry. Really? Because I think the arguments for Memphis 
are points that he said publicly, even though he kind of couched, you know, like there's clearly some executive talk there. But the things that I think Memphis needs, Memphis needs the Big 12 to believe that their best path forward for sustainability is strength in numbers. And yep. he mentions, I do think there's some value. He does, he, he does talk about it separately. I didn't read that part Correct. of the quote. That, that he does think there's some – he said, we're happy to stay at, We're right. happy to stay where we are. Of course they said that. Yep. But – and it's very clear also there, that this is not their plan A. Plan Correct. A would involve uh, the, the, Big Pac-12, 12, the Pac-12, Pac-12 yeah. and whatnot. But okay, so he said strength in numbers. He also mentioned – he basically said, you know, when talking about power five or non-power five teams and adding them, if they're aligned with core values and – you know, we think that they can add. That is the question, though, isn't it? If they create value and they align well with our goals and objectives. So, take Memphis. Yes. Does Memphis create value and does Memphis align with their goals and objectives? So this was my interpretation. This would be my interpretation of if if he is talking about Memphis, and I don't know if he's specifically talking about one school. I don't think he was, but I'm asking if that's the standard. I am asking I do think, you, how do you hold Memphis? I do up think to that Memphis. Standard? I think Memphis aligns in the sense that Memphis does care about sports and like they believe that sports are important, and that's like to me like that is part of the values. So I think they line up there. I'm having to interpret and connect some dots to get to the second point. But the case that I would make if he were talking about by the, Memphis, way, by the way, in terms of align with values, some of this is is historically, the priority is looking at sort of big state schools, right? But we've already seen them accept Houston and accept Cincinnati. Yep. And so in terms of what aligns with their values, they've shown some flexibility around that point, right? It's not just you have to be the university of the state. Um, Correct. So I think that's the flagship, already the will. flagship. Yeah. Um, okay, carry on. The added value, and this is where I'm having to connect the dots. Basketball. No. no. What? Fred Smith. Oh. Uh, yeah, that's added value. Fred Smith and FedEx. That goes back yes. to the that goes back to the rumored, denied yes. uh a trip to Memphis, which may or may not have yeah. happened depending on who it happened. Uh, depending on who you uh who you believe. Um um, I, there, there, there is. I don't. I don't. Oh, oh the Yankees p- pack. Mm, the Yankee, yeah, the, the Yankee, end. Of, the end of the world as we know it. The Yankees have added a patch to their sleeve. It's called. It's a star insurance. Hand patch. up. Never heard of star insurance. No, but that's that, again, why they so do branding. it. That's why they do it. We get another Calkins, Tim Calkins, right there on there to tell you about what that means. And indeed, you know what? The complaining about the patch. Well, is is probably is what you're hearing about as much yes, as anything. I love it. So only twenty million bucks for a franchise that doesn't allow facial hair and mm-hmm. doesn't allow a name on the back of a jersey. Is it a sellout? And let me ask you this: Is it better than a steak fry? I think it's better than a steak fry. Is it a sellout? Duh. I mean, by definition, <laughs> by definition, it's, it's a, a sellout. sellout. Yes, like they didn't they didn't have to take the money. They're taking the money. The big question though that I have is. Do Yankees now have to earn their pinstripes, or do they have to earn their, their star insurance patch? I love this also because Yankee fans are so they're so mad like, about it, and they're so snobbish. Like they like they really think that they invented baseball when it's like you know the twenty seven championships. All right, uh, can we start when uh, the sport was integrated? Not as not as impressive from that point forward, um, and they're just squirming. I love it. I love it. You love the okay. So we agree it's kind of tacky. Yeah, but like I don't know. Like but what, the, your, your your main your main point. What's better than a French uh, steak yes. fry here is is the angst yes. on the part of yes. this Watching franchise that think it's the same people that tried to shove down my throat that Aaron Judge hitting sixty one home runs when I've seen someone hit seventy three. Like this is what I love. Like no. Well, and and let's be honest, it is a franchise that has been. As much as anything, all about money. Yes. Right? Printing money, spending inventing money. The, inventing the sports network. Ex- inventing the sports network. Money is yeah. why they have been great. And so 
the idea that you would be so deeply offended that the franchise that has flourished because of their payroll, because of their money, decides to do this for money, it's like it's like eating a hamburger without realizing that an actual dead cow is involved. Correct. Right? Yes. It's not it's like just don't tell me about the dead right. animal that's involved here, yes. that there was some little moo animal that mm-hmm. was killed. I don't want to hear you are being smacked in the face with the star label. Correct. But Welcome to reality. Ex- but, but you're exactly right. Welcome to reality. All right. Uh, oh, last one. Okay. Lester Quinones last night, 29 points, 7 rebounds, 6 assists. Uh, by the way, Kendrick also in that game. Didn't shoot that well, but hit a three-pointer to send it into OT. He had 12 points. But Lester with 29, 7, and 6. Better than a steak fry? That's a steak fry. Like I, I'm, it's, it's a summer league game. Can't it be a season fry? No. Because I have season fries at two. Did you watch the highlights? I'll yeah. tell you what struck me about the highlights. I know highlights are highlights, and I know it's a summer league game. But you know what? First of all, let's say this. Jake LaRavia hasn't done this. Well, Jake LaRavia dunked yesterday. He did dunk yesterday. That also was nice one. to see. Um, like, in the end, like, now he played a million minutes, Lester yes. did. Um, what actually struck me watching it was his handle. Like, he was never, that was never a big part. Like, he would guard, and he would hit three-pointers, right? And and he was tough. He was the glue guy. He actually looked, again, I'm watching highlights, man. I'm watching yeah. highlights. But I thought his handle looked like he is... He has he has added something to his game, and that's that's the way when you're a G League when you're taking the path that he takes. Yes. That is the way you get there. Again, and, uh, rooting for him, hope it is, but it's like it's. <sighs> I'm not gonna. I, I'm, I'm, I'm not going, gonna overreact. Hell, you know what? I'm gonna call it a waffle fry. Mm. I'm gonna call it a waffle. Why is a waffle fry? Did you rank a waffle fry better than a steak fry? To me, uh, it is because the holes. No, it's I put, crispier. It's got more edges. A steak I, fry. I, I put waffle fry six. Ahead of only steak fry. Okay, so you did put ahead of no. Steak I'm sorry, fry. I had waffle fry six, which was last, and oh, I had steak fry oh, right in front of it. It's too much, too much potato. But the waffle, at least, I understand it. It adds, breaks it up, and it has more ridges uh, other than the steak fry, which is just potato. Uh, again, I, I just, I'm not, I'm not the world's biggest waffle fry fan. Both of us uh, big fans of O'Call and big fans of the summer uh, sale, the semi-annual sale now. Full bore over at O'Call. Uh, savings throughout the store. Here you go, though. Spring and summer, Peter Millar, summer comfort, knit shirts. Buy one, get one half off. I'm going to go there for that. It's Peter Millar, spring and summer, summer comfort, knit shirts. Buy one, get one half off. But it doesn't, again, it's savings throughout the store uh, in the O'Call uh, semi-annual sale. Five pockets on sale, a tailored Clothing on sale, suits, sport jackets, all on sale. Uh, but I would particularly uh, recommend to you the Peter Millar Summer Comfort Knit Shirts. Buy one, get one half off. Go see our friends at O'Call. When we come back, we will be joined by Dan Devine, then Chris Harrington, then Writer Than Right Trivia. Busy Dan, on the Jeff Gawkins Show, uh, 92.9 FM ESPN. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Tristan Cook with Becky Lowe. I know it might feel early to bet on the NBA Rookie of the Year, but I have some way too early thoughts. Victor Wambiyama is minus 200 to win it, but I actually think he's going to take some time to acclimate to the NBA. Scoot Henderson, on the other hand, will start right away. We'll have high usage as a guard, and he's been a pro for two years now. He's plus 350, and there's even better odds for him if you shop around. So bet Scoot for Rookie of the Year, and thank me later. I'm Tristan Crick, helping you beat the books. At Granger, we're for the ones who pay attention to every little detail. The ones who fuss, tinker, and sweat the small stuff. Because you know the tiniest thing can make the biggest difference when it comes to keeping business moving. We get it. We're the same way. 
offering access to product experts to help you quickly and easily find what you need. So whatever your industry, you know you're always getting professional-grade products. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. I'm Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. I learned about atrial fibrillation the hard way. My symptoms would come and go. Shortness of breath, fatigue. I kept going. Then I got so lightheaded, I couldn't. My doctor said I have AFib, so I'm about five times more likely to have a stroke. Other symptoms, irregular heartbeat, heart racing, chest pain can come and go, but the risk of stroke stays. If you have symptoms, tell a doctor. Visit notimetowait.com. Sponsored by Bristol-Myers Squibb and Pfizer. Sounds like it's back to school time. And Staples has great prices on everything you need for school. Save on markers and crayons. Save on notebooks and folders. And right now at Staples, save big on tech. With up to $250 off select computers. Staples, where savings for school are always in session. N729, in-store only. See associate for details. If this were a Reese's TV ad, you'd be staring at a Reese's peanut butter cup. And sure, my voice is peanut buttery smooth, but still, you need to see the peanut butter cups, right? No? I can really just say Reese's and you'll go get some? Okay. Reese's. 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 Really working, actually. Reese's. Reese's. This, I'm on to something. Reese's. Reese's. Have you heard about the game-changing jewelry store that's now open in Memphis and Poplar Commons? It's Genesis Diamonds. Genesis Diamonds, started by former diamond wholesalers who decided to stop selling jewelry to the stores and start selling direct to the public. No middleman, no nonsense, no pricing games, no pushy salespeople. It's the only store here with a nationwide low price guarantee. And the selection is mind-blowing. Hand-picked diamonds in all shapes and sizes, from a half carat to 20 carats, and case after case of earrings, pendants, bands, bracelets, and the most impressive selection of luxury pre-owned Rolexes in the state of Tennessee. If you're getting engaged or thinking of jewelry for any occasion, your timing is perfect. The nation's leading direct diamond importer has finally arrived in Memphis with values you never thought possible. Come see why Genesis Diamonds has been voted best jeweler and best place to buy an engagement ring for 13 straight years and has never lost a sale due to price, selection, or quality. Genesis Diamonds, now open in Poplar Commons. Paid non-attorney spokesperson. Action Matters is responsible for the content of this ad. Toxic water at Camp Lejeune has caused pain, suffering, and death for tens of thousands of dedicated Americans and their families. If you're a current or former Marine, dependent of a Marine, or civilian who worked at Camp Lejeune at any time from 1953 to 1987, you may be entitled to significant cash compensation. Call 800-691-1343 now to see if you qualify. Studies have found the water at Camp Lejeune was contaminated with toxic chemicals causing serious health conditions such as bladder, breast, or kidney cancer, Parkinson's, leukemia, and non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, as well as miscarriages, infertility issues, and certain birth defects. A new law was signed, allowing anyone that spent time at the base to seek the justice and compensation they deserve. Billions have been set aside by the government to compensate victims. All Marines, dependents, and civilian workers who spent time at Camp Lejeune anytime from 1953 to 1987 and developed a serious health condition, you may be entitled to significant cash compensation, even if you were denied a disability claim in the past. Call 800-691-1343 now to see if you qualify. Hurry, time is limited. Call 800-691-1343. 800 one three four three. You've got a leaky flat or metal roof on your commercial building, and they're saying you need a new roof. No, no, no. Just call Joe. Joe Stallmaker. That is nine zero one waterproofing and roof coatings. They can restore your existing roof with a quality coating system and can save you up to seventy percent. The roof coating systems extend the life of your roof and come with a five to fifteen year leak free warranty, so you get the benefits of a new roof without the huge expense. So call Joe Stallmaker today nine zero one two eight seven nineteen twenty three or visit nine zero one waterproof. I'm Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. I learned about atrial fibrillation the hard way. My symptoms would come and go. Shortness of breath, fatigue. I kept going. Then I got so lightheaded, I couldn't. My doctor said I have AFib, so I'm about five times more likely to have a stroke. Other symptoms, irregular heartbeat, heart racing, chest pain can come and go, but the risk of stroke stays. If you have symptoms, tell a doctor. Visit notimetowait.com. 
Sponsored by Bristol-Myers Squibb and Pfizer. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here and for a championship team, every player needs to be a perfect fit. It's just like your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. So the next time you need parts or accessories, head to eBay Motors. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, you can be sure every part you need fits right the first time. Just look for the green check. With over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time. So get the right parts, the right fit, at the right prices at ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. The biggest corruption scandal in NYPD history. I loved being that dirty mother. Harlem in the 90s. Dirty cops crossing the line. Was it a common practice to break into apartments which were suspected drug locations? Yes. For money, for drugs, whatever was in there. The Set, a new Odyssey original podcast. Who's going to catch us? We're the police. You got into the game back then, making money hand over foot. Listen to all 10 episodes of The Set right now, exclusively on the free Odyssey app. It's Howie at Robert Irwin Jewelers, and our Summer of a Thousand Engagement Ring Sale is going on right now. You can save up to 40% off engagement rings, anniversary bands, and if you want an upgrade, now's the time. Get to a Robert Irwin Jewelers near you or online at rijewelers.com. Jeff's guests appear on the Service Master by Cornerstone phone lines. The experts when it comes to disaster cleanup. Service Master by Cornerstone. Now, back to the Jeff Calkins Show, live from the Genesis Memphis Covington Pike Studios on 92.9 FM ESPN. Back on the Jeff Calkins Show, joined now by Dan Devine on Twitter, at Your Man Devine. He writes for Yahoo Sports. Make sure you listen to the podcast, No Caprum, where you find your podcast. He's written a piece on uh, five players who are too good uh, for Summer League, and I tried to retweet it, and Twitter said, your retweet isn't working right now, and so... Are you are you having problems with Twitter? And do you have you have you set up a Threads account? Oh my God! Uh, I'm, I mean, I'm having all kinds of problems, Jeff. It's not it's not exclusive <laughs> to Twitter. Right. Um, I I set one up just because you gotta have. I guess you gotta have the lifeboat. Uh, we're finding out like what the what the social media strategies are going to be. We had a, a you know Yahoo Sports staff meeting, oh. and we're going to have another call, and I think that that's going to be one of them. But like, yeah, I don't know, man. I'm not cool enough to get to be on Blue Sky. Mastodon happened and then stopped. This is happening. There might be the answer here is just that we all wind up on a farm somewhere, right? Like tilling the soil and uh, and and you know moving moving in healthier directions for all of us. I don't know, but in the meantime, yeah, I wrote about some summer league stuff. I, but we're 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 at the point too now where it's like uh, if if someone asks me to write winners and losers of summer league i think i have to go walk into the ocean with some rocks in my pocket <laughs> uh before you do that uh few, I, have, I, have a few, I have a few more questions one is uh since i'm uh you have worked for different a, a number of different outfits you have made your way very successfully in the world of sports journalism we earlier this week uh saw well honestly sunday the la times announced that they weren't going to be covering games they're going to have a magazine yeah. and then the new york times uh, folded up shop and said, Athletic, you do this for us. Uh, by the way, Athletic folks are not part of the guild, and so yeah. a neat piece of work they got rid of. Uh, they they able to subcontract to non-guild members. Um, the New York Times had a different sort of sports department. My good friend Scott Cassiola is one of the absolutely fabulous writers there, uh, but Tyler Kepner on baseball, and there are certainly others. Uh, you live in New York. What did you make all that? Yeah, I mean the, the what I made what, you, the, your point uh, on going from a, a unionized shop to a uh, non-unionized shop is was certainly up near the top of that list. Um, through, I mean, not casting any aspersions at the people doing the work at the athletic, many of whom are fantastic, yep. um, uh, and, and many of whom I call friends, but. This is yeah. I mean, it's you wind up. Everybody's looking for. Yeah, I said lifeboats earlier. Everybody's looking for the lifeboats, and there and there are getting to be fewer and fewer of them that want to do different things. Um, th- that's a job. Like 
the New York Times is a, that's a job to aspire to throughout your career, right? Like that's a, that is a place to, if you, if you were able to get to that spot, you were like, well, I, I've done something here and clearly what, you know, I'm capable of something special, some incredible talents and, you know, Pulitzer prize winners and Peabody winners and so on. And so like, incredible talents have gone through that desk. And for that, the idea for that desk to be no more because it would be more cost effective to route the coverage through the, uh, company that the that the bosses acquired for half a billion dollars last year without at the time it seemed like without a clear plan for what to do with it uh leaving a whole lot of staffers sort of twisting in the wind in both shops and then now for the the plan to essentially be uh let's try to cut costs on this and and in terms of what we negotiate with the with and it's it's dispiriting, and there's dispiriting versions of this all the time. I mean, the thing that, that sort of stuck to me just has a, a very basic level, like consumer of this stuff. Like I'm a subscriber of these publications. I read them. I care about them. Is the idea that we're going to focus on high impact enterprise storytelling and not on games and sports and teams and players? I'm like, well, then who the hell are we doing enterprise high impact stories about? Um, if we don't care about the games and the sports and the teams and the leagues and the players and the fans, then what are we, what are right. we covering, right? And, and I, know, I know that the answer on a lot of those situations is politics and money and business and uh, the, you know, where the money goes. And that's, we need that, too. But um, there's a lot, for a lot, a, lot, a lot of my life, I've kind of thought about that, that old adage of, like, you know, the sports page is kind of the toy department of the paper, right? You know, that's the idea right. that it's the, it's the fun part. Um, and some people use that disparagingly and have used that to be like, well, what you guys do over there isn't serious. And I think that's completely fair. But also toys are fun and they have a role <laughs> in the world. And um, if we didn't have them kids would stare at walls, right, uh, and go make their own because maybe there's something inside of us that needs toys at a toy department. And so I, the idea that that stuff isn't worth focusing on and that, you, and that we shouldn't have more of it is, is something that I find personally uh, dispiriting. But uh, until they tell me I can't do this anymore and i got to go work at a deli and make sandwiches, we're going to give it a shot. All right, so uh, one of them – entertaining toys uh out there is dylan brooks um <laughs> the dylan brooks toy like that and you know you bare-chested and everything else and say wild things um what do you make of dylan going to houston for that much cash i mean i i am uh, kudos to him and to his representation you know the idea that i think the the money he he hit uh, you know it's like he hit an inside straight or something like that. You had the team that needed that had the most money to spend that had to spend it that particularly has to spend it under the rules of a new collective bargaining agreement where you have to be within I think ninety percent of the salary floor by the time the season starts. So you can't like a team couldn't just say, well, we struck out on our main guys and we and we'll just carry this all into the season. They had to spend money and they the the Rockets brain trust decided that the best thing to do was like instead of waiting for somebody to need to dump a whole bunch of salary and then they could act as a way station in the deal and get more picks. So like, we already have, I think, like nine guys, 22 or under, on our roster. Let's get some players who can maybe try to turn around the, the worst team in the NBA over the last three years. And so you, they had to spend money. You're on a market where there's like no other really good wings left to spend money on that aren't going back to their own teams. And uh, the, the team that, you, that has all the money has a, a, like a hard-ass defensive first head coach who wants a hard-ass defensive player. And so like, it's the absolute perfect situation. The thing that blows my mind, though, is if every, coming out of the, the Lakers series, I think everybody sort of wondered, well, if this, you know, what, this is an inflection point for Dylan Brooks in his career and a really interesting pivot point. And having been chastened by this experience and having seen, seen what happened to him when he sort of reached, uh, you know, whatever, poked the bear or whatever, reached at the hem of the garment, like, it'll be interesting to see what happens to him from here. What happened was he got a huge <laughs> raise. He got more money than he ever could have imagined getting on his next deal. So why would Dylan Brooks not go into next season thinking, not only was I right, I'm invincible. I'm like, I mean, everything I, every choice I made was correct. Every, uh, the application of it and the execution of it, flawless, um, resulted in generational wealth beyond my wildest dreams. Uh, and now I get to go to Summer League and like see my old buddies and dap them up and laugh about it. Like, 
if, if you were wondering if Dylan Brooks would come out of this a different player, I think the question now is, is he going to be even more so? And I think that's, from an entertainment perspective, as we talked about, a fascinating prospect. But, uh, man, what that all uh, amounts to in Houston, I think, ought to be pretty fascinating to, to watch. You don't think he's going to be chastened, I, 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 I imagine. So, okay, well, that it does, it is part of the, the, the and I saw you, you tweeting about this, it's part of the question, because the best version of Dylan Brooks we've always imagined is one who's a little, some of his instincts are somewhat restrained. His, his, his jack and shot, mid, mid-range shot instincts are somewhat restrained. And so how will that work on a roster where he fancies himself as, well, he's going to be one of the highest paid guys on that roster, and everything turned out just perfectly for him. <laughs> are we going to get a more unshackled, unleashed, even less restrained Dylan Brooks? I mean, maybe. I think the glass-half-full take on that, if you are someone invested in getting that best version of Dylan Brooks, you know, is that he's also coming in with a guy who's making even more money than him, who got paid even more than he did, and who has a championship. And Fred Van Vliet is like, if you had to draw up a grown-up in the room to go uh, be the guy who runs that team, it's hard. it might be hard to sort of uh, sketch out a better one. And so... That he's, he's, I mean, yes, he's walking in with the sort of uh, the imprimatur, the cosign of that big deal, but he's also walking into a room that's going to be occupied by Van Vliet and Ime Udoka, and who we, Ime Udoka we know pretty, uh, pretty publicly has, is not uh, unwilling to look at his, you know, superstar young wings that, are, that make all the money in the world and say, like, you're, <laughs> you're playing selfishly, you're playing badly, stop it, change the way you're doing things, uh, and to, you know, uh, you sort of go back, right back at them as, in the way he did when he was a player. So um, the hope is that there, you know, that's a couple of guardrails that are in place and that uh, could redirect some of that energy in a, in a more positive direction. The other thing, though, I mean, and this is, I don't know if this is glass half full if I'm a Rockets fan, but what matters, like, there's so much runway to get better when you've been as bad as they've been. Like, the stuff about Dylan Brooks, that, where, where Dylan Brooks' stuff becomes a problem is when you're playing for championships, right? right. If, you're, if you're trying to build a thing that matters, you need some of what he does and what he gives. I, I, th- I, mean, I, I continue to think, and this is when I, like, I remember writing about this a few times last year, the last couple of years, and people are like, why do you think that Dylan Brooks is, so, is sort of so interesting? I'm like, because that's the heartbeat of the thing. Like, we're talking about the highlights, we're talking about the dunks and the threes and the step backs and the blocks and everything else, all the fast break plays. It all starts with Dylan Brooks being the guy who walks up to every superstar and says, I'm going to be here all night, and you can punch me in the face, and I'm going to walk through it to land one of my own. And, like, that's why the Grizzlies turned around at, 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 the, at the start of it. it. It was You had to sort of fake it until you make it. The problem is once you make it, you can't keep faking it anymore. So they, the, Houston is a team that kind of needs some of that fake it until you make it, and Brooks has, has proven eminently capable of doing something that they – have not been able to do at all, which is stop a good player off the dribble. And so, I mean, the, 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 the quickest path to being, like, relevant or, you know, reasonably competitive is don't be the worst defense in the NBA. Be, if you can be average, if you can go from the worst defense in the NBA to average, you have a chance to win, you know, 40% of your games. And that would be the most dramatic turnaround in, like, year to year in the league probably. And then you can worry about some of those, you know, is, is this the right shot at the right time? when you're in games that matter, but the first, chance, first opportunity is getting there. And I think that Dylan can be a useful piece for the Rockets in getting there, much as he was uh, for the, the Grizzlies in getting there. Talking to Dan Devine, uh, the podcast is No Cap Room. You can read him at Yahoo Sports, where he has a piece up about five players, too good for Summer League. One was the number one pick in the draft this year. But the other four, all second-year guys, which mm-hmm. sort of is the, a theme. And one of them, by the way, is a Houston Rocket who maybe even as much or more than Dylan Brooks will be key to um, to them to them getting to that level of respectability. Um, from those four, Keegan Murray, Jalen Williams, Jabari Smith, Max Christie, uh, what, what did you observe? Well, first off, if you want to talk about how the sausage gets made, the uh, the number one pick in the draft is the one where you're like, we need a lead image for this story. So uh, Max Christie's probably not going to drive too many uh, <laughs> Too many eyeballs, so maybe we should get the guy that everybody in the world wants to talk about. I was like, well, okay, let's have, if he has a good game, I'll do it. And then, you know, he, he did, did it, so that, that worked out. Um, in terms of, like, uh, an impact for, you know, the, 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 the way the league is going or, you know, what might matter in, in the, the competitive context, I'm kind of interested in Jalen uh, Williams, Williams because 
I don't think the Thunder are very far from being I – mean, I'm not saying it's going to be the, like, when everything clicked for KD, Russ, and Harden, and then all of a sudden that one year they were a 50-win team. I'm not saying that, but I don't think they're far off because the whole, the whole premise for them was kind of like they built a, a roster – that, and it was another guy that could have gone into this, but did, I didn't wind up just going that route. Um, they built a roster that was built to play five out with a center who can shoot and that had good perimeter defenders and just didn't have any rim protection. And now they got that guy, and Chet Holmgren's playing and looking pretty darn good uh, uh, when he's been out there in summer league. And so the question is, like, if you have the system built to play a certain way and you were missing a piece to make it work and you drop that piece in, can the other aspects of it that looked good elevate? And we, I think we can trust Shea Gilgis-Alexander as the genuine article. And so then the question is, who else rises up to that level to meet him? And Jalen Williams, the way he came on last season after the, you know, the first couple months and then earned his way into the starting lineup and made himself into that you know, sort of significant piece for them, taking a lot of ball, a more ball-handling opportunities when uh, SGA went down, was, was out for a little while, um, he made you know, sort of leaps and bounds strides over the course of the season. And then he comes in and looks like a man among boys in that one game that he played in uh, the, the California Classics or, or uh, SLC Summer League, whichever one it was, to the point where they were like, yeah, we don't, even, we don't need to see any more of you. Like you, you, are, you look like you added about 15 pounds of muscle and you're doing everything that you were already doing but at a higher level. We, we trust that it's going to translate. And so if he's like goes from second-place rookie of the year voting to like, most improved player conversation or, you know, like not, maybe not all-star, but like producing in those capacities. I think the the ceiling for the Thunder goes from fighting in the play-in to fighting for top six. And I think that with we know the arrow firmly pointed at North from there. A final question. Uh, Still the the two big mysteries, Harden and Dame, Uh, when are they going to be solved? I'm. Uh, I, I mean, it couldn't. It could not happen soon enough. But uh, my guess. <laughs> my, my my guess is uh, with, with Dame. I wouldn't be surprised if it. If, if I wouldn't be surprised if Dame happens first, because even though everybody's rattling sabers, I think that the the intent is to arrive at a positive outcome for both parties to give everyone time sort of heading into the season. We have seen Daryl Morey take these things into the season. We have seen James Harden take his things into the season, uh, and that feels like. Uh, you know, a, a bad relationship devolved, or, or a relationship that's about to end badly as opposed to one where everyone goes in their separate ways positively. So uh, my guess is that Dame, if, they, if either one of them is going to happen more quickly, it'll be Dame getting to, you know, where he wants to go. Uh, you know, eventually Portland sort of uh, either, either getting what they want from flipping Tyler Hero to a third team. Uh, my colleague Jake Fisher had reported there are several teams that are involved or have been uh, part of that conversation being the way station that adds a pick or two to the deal for, in a Tyler Hero deal, um, and then you wind up with, you know, whatever, three or four first-round picks plus some young players plus some matching salary, and uh, Portland can come away from it and say, well, we got, you know, we got a good deal here, um, and then Miami gets, you know, gets its guy. Uh, but with Philly and Harden, I don't know, because how many, if you're a team that's like one piece away from being a championship team, how can you really look at what James Harden has been in the playoffs and say that's our piece? You know, so it's the Clippers and who else? I don't know. Uh, and the Clippers don't particularly seem to be over the moon about it either. So I, that could be a long, cold summer uh, for both parties there that lasts into the season. And then uh, Philadelphia, shockingly, might have some drama as we enter the season. Yeah, who among us could have predicted that other than everyone who has watched a 76ers team for the last decade? Follow him uh, at Your Man Divine. Read him at Yahoo and listen to him uh, in the podcast No Cap Room. Thanks, Dan. Thanks so much, Jeff. Yeah. Dan Divine. <laughs> better than a steak fry. Better than a steak fry. Much better than a steak fry. Um, let's see. Uh, oh, I know what I was going to tell you about. I was going to tell you about Bounty on Broad. Bounty on Broad, 410-8131, Broad Avenue. Um, just a fabulous, fabulous restaurant, um, and unapologetically gluten-free. What that means is, well, it's delicious, but they use corn instead of wheat. So if you have anyone in your family who, um, who avoids gluten, either because they're celiac or because they just have decided to avoid gluten or whatever reason, it's, it's one fabulous menu, high-end restaurant. Beautiful restaurant, fun vibe, all of that, and they get that incredible menu in front of them, and they can order anything 
on it. It's not like, oh, these three things, we can make them. No, no, no. You can order anything on it. So you get the pork shank, fabulous. You get the, uh, you get the steak with the English Stilton butter, unbelievable. You get the best fried oysters I've ever had put in my mouth, absolutely fabulous. It is Bounty on Broad. Stroll down Broad Avenue. Stop in and see my friends at Victory Bike Studio, uh, the, 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 the uh, fabulous uh, art gallery there with the Bernice Mountain Dog, all of that, and, uh, and then swing back and get yourself a spectacular dinner at Bounty on Broad. 410-8131, 410-8131-2519, Broad Avenue. When we come back, Chris Harrington joins us, and then Writer Than Right Trivia, when, Jeffrey, we will be giving away... Two tickets to see the Brothers Osborne, as well as tickets to go see 901 Wrestling. There you go. Jeff Calkins Show, back in a moment, 92.9 FM ESPN. We're talking with Justin Wynn, the GM of Red River Ford Toyota in Wynn. Good morning, Justin. Hey, Dennis. It's good to be here. I'm glad to be on Memphis Radio. I tell you, we've got a lot of good things going on. For the last couple years, you've seen dealers battle the shortage of new car inventory. You've seen prices 